Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish podcast. We are continuing on with interview with the with the vampire, and I'm joined again by Candace. Hi. Today we are hopefully finishing up part three, and boy, do we have a lot to discuss. It really picks up in the last part, man. Like you're yeah. reading part three, and you're just like, okay, well, I thought this was going to be better because you're in Paris now, but apparently mm. we're just taking our sweet ass fucking time. But FYI. The last, like, 30 pages are a whirlwind. It will mm-hmm. take nothing for you to get through them. <laughs> yeah. It gets sweaty. It gets oh, pretty sweaty. So sweaty. In a lot yeah. of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of different kinds of sweat. So, mm-hmm. yikes. It goes hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may not be the only thing that's hard. Uh, Louis? Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways. <laughs> so, uh, we start off this little section by claudia trying to make uh louis drink from some random woman yep i I was like girl he like comes home and there's just some random lady in the house like hello please make me a vampire and he's like wait what usually there's an interview process you gotta Mm -hmm. fill out some paperwork gotta do a background check need to talk to at least three references you're just some lady claudia picked up on the street she's like i like dolls and louis's like claudia what is this class what is this trash this clown shoes you're bringing me i don't understand yeah. claudia's like i've chosen her he's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so basically what you're saying is you are harry styles and you've got this fan that follows you around and you want me to turn this fan of yours in this in this very flash in the pan kind of scenario into what an eternal so that you guys you can have like eternal paparazzi following you around for the rest of your life mm-hmm. claudia's like maybe yes, <laughs> yes that is what mm-hmm. i want Give it to me. And he's like, no, every- it's not going to last. It's going to fizzle out. The novelty will wear off. Don't you understand? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm a teenager in vampire years. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I just want what I want. Yep. Gives me big fucking preteen vibes. Even though Claudia is like a grown ass woman, like very much gives me preteen, like, like the scene from Turning Red where like she's like mm, at the boy band. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. But the boy band is Claudia and this lady are the fans. <laughs> yeah. Do you know those um those fan fictions uh with Harry Styles buying the random girl that's never seen like those self-insert ones where uh buying the random girl off the mafia who's never heard music, <laughs> you know? That's the energy I'm getting. Yes, yes, that is the energy right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> glad we're in the same boat oh my goodness so claudia is like having a full meltdown because louis like i'm not gonna turn this random girl um i don't know her and claudia's like i hate you you never give me anything i want and then she like bites into his wrist i'm like bruh like i don't yeah. know yeah she's like i can't stand being a child anymore like, at least give me something. You did this to me. Which is fair. Like, It is fair. She's not wrong. Like, she's no. not saying anything untoward. She's not incorrect. She's not making any kind of, you know, grandiose claims that have no root in reality. Like, it is all his fault. Like, mm-hmm. he did do all of that. Um, I yeah. actually didn't object to Louis taking Madeline's life. Like, understanding mm-hmm. 
like especially because like there's foreshadowing to this right there's a previous scene where they're talking louis is talking about the hotel and all the stuff that's in the hotel and how claudia goes missing and she just like leaves on her own and is out for fucking hours and he doesn't know where she goes and how she like comes home one day and she has this beautiful doll with her Mm -hmm. and she like crushes the doll in like a display of like look at how vicious i am right Mm -hmm. but like then we get to this scene and we realize like she's been seeing madeleine for like a minute it's not like this just started right like realizing that the doll maker is the woman that she's been talking to this whole time like and that's where she's been going night after night after night is to see this lady right like Mm -hmm. i i like the understanding that we get that madeline has lost her child right like she's her 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 child is dead um and claudia looks like her kid except with red hair instead of or blonde hair instead of dark hair instead of black hair um Mm -hmm. so i do love the contrast between you know like Like, Louis is a father figure to Claudia, right? But is not her father. Like, like there's, like, a weird gap between the two of them. But Mm -hmm. Madeleine, right? Madeleine doesn't want Claudia's mother, right? Madeleine is, like, fine with Claudia just, like, kind of governing her and leading her Mm -hmm. and be whatever Claudia needs her to be, right? Like, Louis is always trying to fill a role in Claudia's life that he has determined, right? He's decided, I want to be this for Claudia. But, like, this woman is like, what do you need? And Claudia's like, oh, okay. So it's, like, the first time that she gets autonomy, you know, true autonomy with this lady. Because this lady's not treating her like, oh, you're a baby, you're fragile, you're weak, you can't do anything. Like, she recognizes Mm -hmm. and lives in that awe. She very much is, like, living in that headspace of awe and excitement and a little bit of fear for Claudia. Um, Almost worship. Which makes sense because she obviously worships the effigy of her daughter, right? Of her of her of her, of her dead child. So, mm-hmm. like, I feel like she was the perfect person to take Claudia, um, for Claudia to have found. Um, and I I I really like in the moment where Louis is like, no, I won't I won't give you to this lady. Like, I won't give this lady to you. I remember just thinking, like, why? <laughs> like, what's what's your argument against it? Like. You're looking for a way to end this relationship, right? Like you, it, it's like it's like teenagers, right? You're in a relationship with this girl, and you're like, man, she's really great. I wish that I could just be her friend. How do I get out of this relationship? And then the girl is like, I have a crush on this boy in our chemistry class, and you're like, oh, who is he? Tell me all about him. Like pivot. Go ahead and go talk to that boy, please. Right? Like Louis could have easily just been like, anyway. But mm-hmm. was like, nah, I'm not going to make this lady into a vampire. It's against my religion. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Really. Like, it's not against your religion. You just don't know what you're doing. And you don't want to admit that you're a fucking lame That's what it is. Like, you want to admit that you do not have your life together and you are not thriving. And Claudia is like the only thing that keeps you sane in life. That's mm-hmm. what it is, you know. Um, but like, I, I have no objections to Madeline becoming a vampire. Personally, I thought it was a good idea. Um, I'm in full support of the ladies. I honestly feel like it's gonna it's the best bet it's the best situation yeah. I couldn't really tell if Claudia mind controlled her to be there but you know it doesn't seem like this lady's really got much going for her no you know she's basically consumed by grief whatever it's fine yeah. she may as well just become a vampire raise this child She's literally doing nothing else. 
She's making yeah. the same doll over and over and over again in a shop that will eventually fail. Like, nobody wants the same doll, right? Like, this lady mm-hmm. is hanging on by a thread. She's already a little crazy, right? Like, mm-hmm. if Claudia can heal her with her presence, like, let them go be happy, dude. Like, it's not as though, you know, she never wants to see you again. Like, if anything, doing this for Claudia will probably make her like Louis more because she'll feel yeah. like he can actually let go. Because Claudia mm-hmm. feels both burdened and like a burden, right? Like, she feels like, oh, I'm tethered to him. But, like, also I weigh on him. Like, he Mm kind of hates me, but he kind of loves me. There's this very back and forth to their relationship um, and a lack of ease to their relationship, particularly after Lestat leaves. Because, like, Lestat nurtured those more kind of um, malicious and uh, kind of, like, animalistic kind of bits of Claudia, right? Like, we kind of discussed this last time that like she only knows violence because she never got Mm -hmm. to be a a human, right? She never got to be an adult human or even like a child human really that like understands how the world works. All she has is being a vampire child, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's all she knows. So because of that, she's feral, right? She's basically a feral cat. Like she doesn't know how to act in public, right? She's feral. Um, She's polite and she can put on a face, but it's obvious that she's putting on a face. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that like, I don't know. There's this very real sense of relief that I think Claudia has in Madeleine. And I feel like at first Louis is affronted by it. Like he's kind of taken back by her, you know, need for this woman um, in a way that I think he didn't expect. Like, I don't think he even saw this coming. Like when the narrator, like when he's like narrating that, like she's disappearing night after night. Like my first thought was who is she seeing? Right. But like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't occur to him that she could be making like connections or that she's seeking any kind of arrangement or, you know, is trying to move on. Like it doesn't even occur to him that's happening even while he's falling in love with Armand, which like to me is just a testament to him. Like just not believing she has any agency whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's disrespect. For sure. And I also think it's like kind of, so like i don't know if symbolic is the right word but like it's reminiscent i guess of parents not thinking their kid is like an adult yep even mm-hmm. when they grow up like he very much treats her like she's still five even though she's literally like a hundred to like 80 to 100 years old yeah you know yep um and i just think that's very interesting mm-hmm. and also um i do like that she even brings up She's like, you're going to leave me for Armand, at least, like, give me this one thing, which is, it's fair. Like, Louis is being so freaking selfish because Mm -hmm. he's, we know that, like, the way Louis acts is he basically can only be controlled by one person. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely pretty sure that Armand is about to be that person. Yeah. And, like, I think that, like, his failure to understand that about himself, his failure to recognize, like, that Claudia, so it went from Lestat to Claudia and now to Louis, mm-hmm. I mean, now now to Armand, right? And I feel like Louis fails to recognize that in himself. But because yeah. he fails to recognize that in himself, he fails to see, like, exactly what's in front of his fucking face, right? Like, he has no idea what's happening. He never, there's no foreshadowing for Louis, right? Mm-hmm. There's tons of foreshadowing for Claudia. From the things that she chooses to do, to the places that she goes, the people she meets, right? There's lots of foreshadowing for Claudia and where she's going. Like, when, you know, they first go to the Theater of the Vampires, the last mm-hmm. time that we met, right? The last uh, episode. Like, she meets these vampires and is kind of unimpressed 
she kind of just like she doesn't see herself in any of them she just kind of sits there and waits for him to be done right it's clear that everything's sort of wrote she can communicate almost telepathically with armand because they both are like on the level you know what i mean and like louis just sitting there going i wonder what they're talking about is it me like a fucking idiot right like so like as all of those things are happening like louis is just not recognizing how different she is right Mm -hmm. like how much she has changed like he doesn't see any of it so like when he finally acquiesces and he finally takes Madeline and he like gives Claudia what she wants. I feel like that's a moment where he's co-signing for the first time in a way that's meaningful to her. That's not just meaningful to him. Right. Like a lot of their story together, a lot of their life together has been her making a lot of compromises and sacrifices on what she wants Mm -hmm. and what her nature demands of her because Louis is still very human. Yeah. And her being patient with him endlessly, right? Her right. silently hating him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he knows that she has a problem with him and that she kind of can't stand him, but it's still like, I'm not giving you this lady. And it's like, yeah. he he's he's turned into what he hates. Like, he's like, oh, Lestat is so fucking selfish. And I'm like, what are you? What mm-hmm. is this? This mm-hmm. seems pretty fucking selfish, right? Like, yeah. let her go. Like, it must be horrible. And he, he talks... I mean, Anne Rice talks for pages and pages about this shit, um, about like how bad he feels, right? Mm-hmm. That she's stuck in this child body, but like without the recognition of the weight and the toll that it must take on her, right? Mm-hmm. Like being treated like you're five years old. I mean, five-year-olds like are basically toddlers, right? Like you're yeah, like people picking her up all the time, touching her hair and her face without permission, like taking her places she doesn't want to go, like, no bodily autonomy. Like, after a hundred years of that, like, how do you not want to just die? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, he he doesn't understand, like, that he's basically, like, co-signed her to living in, like, like a, like a person-shaped coffin, right? Like, so I think that these scenes are so important. Like, there's a marked change in Claudia after she gets what she wants. Right. Like after she finally recognizes, like she gets very concerned, she gets scared. Um, I think that those are the moments that like arguably end up drawing them a little bit closer again because she's actually a child again, like watching Madeline go through the change, watching her die. Right. Watching, you know, how it takes a couple of days. Like she's like, is this what happened to me? Right. There are so many answers that Claudia Mm -hmm. gets just in that one like moment Mm -hmm. that she's been dying for for what 70 yeah. years 100 Pretty years much. she's like all i want to know is how i came to this world and that's it like couldn't tell you yeah like yeah and then it's i think honestly a layer of this too is it reveals to me that this whole time louis was pretending that he didn't know how people got changed into vampires and he does it perfectly as if there is no hesitation as if he knows how to do it yep and i think that like his lack of surprise because i believe mm-hmm. that he believes that he doesn't know how to do it right? Mm-hmm. he's He knows what happened to him. He saw what happened to Claudia. Putting those mm-hmm. two things together, context clues, you can figure it out, right? Yeah. But I think for a long time, he was just like, it's not for me to do. I can't do it. It's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a vampire. I don't believe I'm a vampire, right? He's still on that human shit. So he's like, I don't know anything about it, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's easy for him to just kind of brush it aside and act like he has no clue what to do. But I agree. Like, it's it feels fairly natural to him. He almost mm-hmm. seems surprised when it happens, though. Like, he does, like, react with shock. Like, I just took her in my arms. I felt impatient and I just needed to get it done, right? Like, something came over me and I just, like, did it, mm-hmm. right? And 
seeing the seeing the look on Claudia's face, her instant recognition that she is too small to be capable of doing this, right? There's not enough blood in her body to yeah. create another vampire, right? There's no way for her to do it. So she recognizes that this is something that like she'll never be able to do, which I think is like also a bummer. Like, yeah. And and I I mean in even in real life, right? Outside of this book, when like something great happens to you, but it comes with a oh, but also, right? That sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, it yeah. makes the cool thing a little less cool. So, like, mm-hmm. this girl is, like, still dealing with this shit, right? Like, oh, this is really great. I know how to make more vampires so I can have, like, a whole army of people that will protect me and I can live out my days in secrecy. Like, Claudia doesn't want to be in the public eye. She doesn't want to be going around fucking feeding on people in the middle of the day, right? That's not what she wants. She wants to have a life and a family and live a normal existence, right? Um albeit a va- normal vampire existence but still like she wants something that's relatively normal so like mm-hmm. the idea that she like gets this information of how to do it but oh by the way you still can't do it because you're too small like fuck that must be so brutal there's just it, claudia just keeps taking hits you know yeah yeah like, she cannot like, catch a break i feel so bad for her as a character far much far more than i think i did when i read this a long time ago i think like mm-hmm. a long time ago i was just like i'm a child sort mm-hmm. of I, I i want to be a vampire right like what is she mm-hmm. so miserable about but now that i'm an adult i'm like oh all of this is trash right <laughs> like yeah this would be the worst fucking life you go to the movie theater people are like you can't come in here it's nc-17 and you're like i'm 365 years old and they're like sure you are please go yeah. wait by the door right like <laughs> see like you, okay i've been thinking about this you know how they're like oh the pristine age is when you're like 17 to be turned into a vampire mm-hmm. no 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 Mm-mm. i like I think like the age I am right now, good. Mm-hmm. Maybe up until I'm 30, cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's for me, ideal mm-hmm. age. You know, I mean, I'll be real. Start hurting. I'll be real. Like your bones are not going to hurt after you're a vampire anyway. Yeah. I feel like the sell by date on a vampire is like 50, right? If you're yeah. 50, 50 and younger, solid time. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie to you. If I were 65 and a vampire could just like rewind me a bit so that my joints are good, but I'm like a silver fox and I still mm-hmm. look fat would not fight it right would not fight it would not be upset about it would be totally mm-hmm. fine um like i do have a little bit of 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 that impending joint pain in my in my yeah. late 30s right like i do i'm i've got some weakening joints mm-hmm. um but i do think that vampires rewind time a bit they like take you they like take you down to like your original mm-hmm. and then like give you a little boost so I feel like yeah. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be necessarily as like pristine as like a 28 year old vampire, but I'd st- Listen, I wouldn't be a slouch, you know, I'd all still I'm be. All I'm saying, I would be super mad if I was turned into a vampire at 17. I remember no, what fuck I looked that. like. I was lanky, you oh know? Oh my God, get out of Absolutely here. My not. worst years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my eyebrows were too skinny. They're going to be skinny for all eternity now. I know. Good Could for you. you. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, be, no, I like does dermaplaning work on vampires like those eyebrow tattoos does that work or do you I have to think have so. all your tattoos yeah becoming a vampire yeah because your skin like regenerates and shit like you heal immediately so i don't if, if you want any of that you got to get that done beforehand yeah all your piercings yeah. all your new piercings would reject yeah like <sighs> vampires okay. regrow all their shit overnight when they fall asleep in their coffins if I got offered to be a vampire, I would go and get everything pierced. Then, like, I can figure it out what I want and what I don't yep. want afterwards, you know? Yep. Uh-huh. Anything yep. I'm dreaming about tattoo-wise, just get that done. Yep. Enjoy. I agree. What book was that? There was... Was it Twilight where the they try, tried to give um, a werewolf a tattoo and it immediately healed? 
was that twilight i don't know one of i read i read a werewolf book where that happened and oh (laughs) no it was teen wolf oh it's teen wolf tv show (laughs) yeah he tried to get that tattoo and it healed immediately poor baby yeah Yeah. probably pushed all the ink right out Mm -hmm. yeah i'm pretty sure Uh, i there's like some 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 deep yeah, the idea of being a teenager, like, and again, and it's funny because, like, when I was a teenager, that was like my peak interest. Mm-hmm. Maybe not peak interest. I I have had a sustained interest in monsters my entire life, but mm-hmm. I was very like monster centric when I was a teenager. And um, man, I like, I would have loved being a sixteen year old vampire. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been the best time. But then a decade would have passed and I would have been like, okay, can I get off this ride now? Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like they don't understand that there's um, that eternity has other implications. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like this story with Claudia and like real, because Claudia doesn't, doesn't understand the implications until she's living them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this story is one of the things that I like about this story is I feel like Claudia should be a little older. I feel like this story would have worked just as well with a 10 or 12 year old. Yeah. Um, than a five-year-old and it would have been substantially less creepy. But um, creepy in like a gross way, not creepy in a scary way, to clarify. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I do think that like the inclusion of a young vampire helps because there's there's a nice blur between the 13, 14-year-old boy that's in Armand's care mm-hmm. that he feeds on, his servant, um, and Claudia. Because that boy is 14 um, – He's not really old enough to consent. I think in that country he is old enough to consent because in Europe consent laws are different than they are here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's at least old enough to understand what it means to give the gift that he gives, right? Mm-hmm. He understands his impact and his role within this vampire society. He understands that in exchange for sexual pleasure, uh, fine linens, fine clothing, you know, fine foods, right? A nice lifestyle. In exchange mm-hmm. for that, he gets, you know, he has to give part of his life essence and part of his life force, which like also gives him pleasure. So he, from his perspective, because he's a child, right? He, from his perspective, he's got a cush ass life, right? It could be far worse for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like when you compare that to like where Claudia is at as a vampire, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a huge difference in the way that he lives his life and the way he understands the world around him than the way that she has to live her life and the way she's like kind of forced to understand the world around her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I like, that's one part of this that I do like is that they, is that Anne Rice does have the, the thought to discuss how these issues of life stage can kind of come about and why the other vampires kind of look at her like she's an anomaly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they don't just pretend that everything's fine with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's absolutely silly that Louis does. Like, it's so stupid that he does. Like, the first time I read this book, he was the hero. Upon mm-hmm. reading it now, he's just, like, a whiny little bitch that, like, needs to get over his life. Like, yep. he's such he's such a problem child. Like, he's such mm-hmm. a problem. Uh, and I can't with him. Can't with Louis. Yeah. Not for me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Louis, the most. Hard pass. <laughs> also the most. Madeline being like, hey, I want to go burn down the doll sop the second she wakes up from being a vampire <laughs> and everyone's like maybe we 
we don't do that? Like, what if Listen, we just no. like, chilled for a second? Madeline is that gif of Elmo, like the chaos Elmo in front of the flames mm-hmm. where he's like, Rah! in front of yeah. the flames. Like, that's Madeline. Through yeah, and through. Like, she's like, let's burn it to the ground. Like, living Yzma. Like, let's just mm-hmm. go and smash it with a hammer. Right? Like, totally nuts. Allow us. <laughs> supposed to be dead. And I love, like, Claudia's like, it's cool. Just let her do her thing. Like, yeah, you can whatever. see the roles reverse, right? Where Claudia is like the mom that's like letting the toddler tire itself out so that it can go to bed tonight, right? Like Claudia's just like, let her do what she wants, Louie. Me and you lying back and we'll talk. And Louie's like, yeah. you don't see this is crazy. And Claudia's like, no crazier than a fucking five-year-old vampire, huh? <laughs> and Louie's like, uh, uh Touche. I like the idea of Claudia <laughs> just being like that mom where the toddler is like destroying this olive garden. And then she's just like, oh yeah, kids, you know how they are. They're just such a handful. You can't control them. You know, it's, it's, it's hands-off parenting is what I'm doing, you see. I'm letting them figure it out. Like, no lady, get your fucking kid. <laughs> Madeline's in the back trying to suck a fucking prep cook dry. And she's like, ah, you know, kids. <laughs> It's Such okay. It's okay. Listen, leave a little drop for mummy. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> like, so insane. And Louis just like, so this is the rest of your life? And she's like, yeah, it's better than taking care of your shitty ass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, she's like, at least she views me as an adult. You know, um, have you seen that Rick and Morty episode where the sister's like, yeah, he may be the devil, Rick, but at least the devil has a job. At least the devil does <laughs> you know like same energy same energy touche can't even argue with you um i think like what happens after that i guess like he goes out with armand yeah uh okay yeah so they do what happens is um they party all night well she lets Mm -hmm. the child into the olive garden he Mm -hmm. she destroys everything she burns the doll Mm -hmm. shop down and while louis just sitting there staring at the flames Mm -hmm. my mom rolls up he's like so yeah you tired of this yet (laughs) he's like i want to go on a little adventure (laughs) yeah he's like hey how about you me you me well let's go that way you know Mm -hmm. claudia's uh, like i know that shithead is over there just go to him you're like a puppy get out of here gross well get out of here right like claudia's like i'm so sick of you and your gross homosexual adventure it's not gross because it's homosexual it's gross because you're gross and i'm so sick of you get out Mm -hmm. of my sight Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and then like i love armand's adventure right now so he's like all right louis just you trust me right and louis like yeah i guess it's been five minutes i trust you five minutes you know that's (laughs) you know you're hot it's been five minutes why wouldn't i trust you yeah you haven't Um, killed me yet so it's cool yeah He's like, you had plenty of opportunity while I was stargazing right into your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So he like grabs Louis's hand and he goes, you see that tower that's 15 stories up in the sky? We're going to climb the wall. And Louis's like, yeah, dog, whatever. Sure. Louis's like, my body doesn't work like that. I need special accommodations. Yeah. And he's like, can you just like pretend that you have vampire balls for one second? Just like big <laughs> vampire ovaries and climb this tower yeah. with these? Mm-hmm. Could you just like stop? being a fucking loser for five minutes i love you so much you're so hot but also yeah. could you stop being just mm-hmm. the lamest vampire i've ever met in my life and literally like, i guess I he guess basically I holds louis face and he's like listen you can do it you're literally a fucking vampire just mount the wall it's fine also if the family looks you in the eyes just ignore them they think we're ghosts all right get up the wall <laughs> louis like i don't want to be a ghost armand's like 
I'm I'm already 20 feet in the air. I- I'll see yeah. you later then. Goodbye. He's like, like, okay, stay here if you see want. you up there. Okay, I'm climbing now. Bye. Oh see you up God. there. He tells him, don't look down like he's a regular ass human. I'm like, Louis, yeah. you should be ashamed of yourself. This should be your this should be the moment where you're like, you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is embarrassing for you. Um he finally gets up to the top of the to the to the top of the tower and they have mm-hmm. they have a nice moment. It's very gay. Uh it's lovely. Yeah. Um it's like the gayness that I've been waiting for this entire book. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. that has been secret gay for a long time and now it's like mm-hmm. actual gay and that was lovely. Um it was yeah. very romantic and uh old fashioned with lots of eye gazing and cheek stroking and mm-hmm. sitting mm-hmm. by f- random fires that are lit and longing yep. glances out the window looking across town and all that poetic 1800s bullshit um yep really nice very nicely done um it's hard not to fall for armand like it is he's got like big soft brown eyes and this like long dark hair and like he doesn't dye his hair unlike the other vampires like he's just naturally Mm -hmm. beautiful and he's like 450 Mm -hmm. years old but like 25 years young like morally gray doesn't really care about shit just like wants to like he literally looks louis in his fucking stupid face and is like listen baby you're not as cool as me but that's mm-hmm. part of what i like about you you keep me young the fact yeah. that you are basically a big giant baby vampire um just like kind of turns me on because like mm-hmm. i can guide you mm-hmm. um listen this is how vampires die they just wither away they get old they get irrelevant and then they just vanish into the darkness one night it's fine nobody talks about it but it's cool we're all aligned we've all, the vampire council has met we're all good with vampires just walking and turning into mist eventually or going for a really long sleep for a long time and nobody's heard of them and it's cool like it's totally chill um i would like to not have that happen though so what we're gonna do is you're gonna come with me and you're gonna let me love you babe you're gonna let me love you come on boy let me love you and then like it turns yeah. into like i don't know like this beautiful r&b song where he's like mm-hmm. baby don't you know you're my only one and louis mm-hmm. like you literally have a coven of vampires that worship you and he's like none of those bitches mean anything to me louis it's just about you yeah and like armand's yeah. like please but still being like the manliest man like still mm-hmm. being like like he's like poetic but also mm-hmm. reserved I don't know. He's a charmer. He gives me I would tear down this city to be in love with you type of energy. That's it right there. That's it right there. And like, like nobody means anything to me except you, Louie. Yeah, that's like, right. You're the one. You're the one that I want. Yep. Yep. The whole world is in your eyes. Like it gets real poetic. And Louis's mm-hmm. like, fuck. I think I'm in love. Yep. Yep. I think there's an Ariana Grande song playing for me somewhere. Mm-hmm. He can sense it on the wind. This is good. This is good. This might be good. Claudia's not going to like this, but I like it. And now I think I like it even more because she doesn't like it. So mm-hmm. that's probably a slippery slope. I'm not going to think about what that means. I'm just going to go for yeah. it. <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah, I want to be with you forever and ever. And uh, that's what we're going to do. And then Armand's like, well, time to go back down this fucking tower. <laughs> Let me sleep. Before we get to that part, though, <laughs> I do like the clarification that Louis like, yeah, so Claudia is actually my daughter, not my girlfriend. Don't know. Thank why you think God. That. Oh, my so goodness. Because her mind's like, obviously, you have sex with this child. And I'm like, ew, what? <laughs> no. Jesus. Yeah. Louis like, just... oh, no, not lover like that. Lover like we love each other. That's the kind of lover that we are. Yeah. I'm her father. And mm-hmm. by father, I mean the fucking... 160 pound weight albatross mm-hmm. around her neck that prevents her from rising higher and being better every day 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I mean when I say I'm her father. Uh, yeah. It actually means she is deeply indebted to me for all eternity and uh, also hates me uh, like the Dickens. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> her mom's like, mm. too- so it's not complicated. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah, no problem. I see no issues here. Oh, it's fine. Um, we do have two other notes, though, before we climb down the tower. So we also have, um, we find out that Armand's guy that turned him into a vampire did it for love. And Louis oh, yeah. Like, what? Like, yeah. Louis is shaken. It was him. romance. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I think that there's a book that gives you that POV. Um mm-hmm. I feel like Magnus is who turns Armand and Marius is who turns Lestat, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I can't remember if I am right. Um, I might be right. I think so. Yeah. Marius turns Lestat and Magnus turns Armand. But Marius mm-hmm. and Magnus knew each other. So mm-hmm. there's like a whole network of like sexy man gay vampires um, that are talked about in pre in future books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's like a time, cause I know in queen of the damned, either queen of the damned or tale of the body thief, there is a story about Marius and Lestat um, and like how all of that went and you know, how they lived together for a time. So like Lestat actually has a similar experience. I'm th- I think like he's mm-hmm. a wastrel and a layabout and everything. And he's like lazy and like, doesn't want to like deal with his father Shocking. and doesn't want to deal with his parents. Right. So like he becomes, that's how he becomes a vampire. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, like he's away from home or something. And like he meets Marius and then Marius turns him. Um, but the, the love element uh, or the beauty element, right? Like that's kind of a vibe for Lestat as well. So like the fact that like Louise is so, Louise's journey into being a vampire is so abrupt and so kind of superficial. Like almost none of the other vampires have had such a trash beginning to their story. Um, but like Louise has no way of knowing that because Lestat never told him about his origin story, right? So like mm-hmm. I very much like that we have this moment where, he's able to understand that like love is possible because I feel like that balances Louis's conviction that vampirism is inherently evil. Mm-hmm. Right. If it comes from love, how can it be inherently evil? Right. Like if vampires mm-hmm. can love, then clearly they're not all bad. Um, which I think is part of how Armand is able to win him over. Right. Like by giving him that piece, that missing piece of knowledge that he does not have, not only is he opening up to Louis, which Louis finds attractive because it's mm-hmm. kind of human, not only is he, you know, um, giving Louis some un- an understanding of vampirism, but he's also challenging his understanding of what vampires are and how they act in the world and what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that was a really nice twist to see what Louis does with that information, because this whole time he's like whining about how he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't have enough information, which like. I hate to say it, but like, that's absolutely who I am as a person. If I don't have enough information, I'm like, can we do some research guys? Can we just look on the internet? Can we just study up? Um, mm-hmm. That'd very much be me as a vampire. If someone just dropped me into vampirism, I'd be like, Whew, good thing I read all those books or I'd be very yeah. unprepared for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, now when does the romance start? Because that's, yes. you know, that's the pipeline. You Let's get to the romance. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> You're not really that handsome. Is there someone else I could talk to? A manager, perhaps? Yeah, perhaps, mayhaps. Um, I'm just going to go home really quick. Don't ask me why. Anyways. <laughs> Don't follow me either. 
Yeah, don't follow me. All right, you have a good vampire life. I'm going to have a good vampire life over there. All right, bye. Yep. yep. <laughs> and then we also find out that Armand was the one who made Louis turn Madeline into a vampire. And I was like, yes. That's why I mean, he felt I'm not compelled. Surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. Like, yeah, I'm not and- surprised either. What I am surprised by, though, is that Louis is so, like, drunk in love. Yeah, fucking, but he he like doesn't even like it doesn't even bother him. He's just like, yeah. oh, Armand's like, I knew what you wanted. I knew you wanted to turn Madeleine so that you could get away from Claudia. Like, I knew you wanted mm-hmm. to come with me. I knew it. And I'm like, you know what? If this weren't a vampire situation and just like a regular ass man was looking at me in my face, like, don't worry about it. I helped you kill somebody because I knew you wanted to murder them. I knew you wanted that, so I did it. I'm like, aren't there like Netflix specials? <laughs> this shit right where someone's like i murdered that person for you it was out of love right like that's mm-hmm. not romantic but when you're a vampire that's super romantic mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and i i love the logic uh that does not exist there um because louis just like oh you like mind controlled me and took away my power and agency so yeah cool. i definitely want to be with you for the next 300 years <laughs> Yeah, Louis okay. like, settles on it for like three seconds. He's like, you think you promise you won't do it again? And Ron's like, yeah, no, I probably won't do that again. Sure, maybe I not. probably will not need to do that again yeah. if you do what I tell you to do. And then Louis like, good enough for me. I love you. That so works. Stupid. So stupid. Like the whole time it's happening, all I'm hearing is Claudia going, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. But you're mad. you're mad that I go out and I kill people. Mm-hmm. for food to stay alive mm-hmm. you're upset about that but this is fine this is totally fine mind yeah, controls you cool. totally okay Whatever. nice all right good for you good for you i hope you guys are very happy together like yeah. like i'm imagining claudia baking him a cake and shoving a bunch of red flags into it and be like thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cake for you and armand yeah it's almond go. flavored for armand you celebrate you your go. anniversary <laughs> <laughs> anniversary of horrible decisions yeah she's like you guys are dating now here you go like uh, congratulations on your questionable relationship i would have loved to get like uh claudia going after like a hundred years to going and visiting them and on their anniversary or whatever and she goes yeah we gotta go home and see my dad's i don't i don't know i think he's still mind control i'm really not sure like having to like <laughs> talk to madeline and like settle down like you know <laughs> when you're gonna go meet up with like like that family member that's just a whole like bunch of red flags and you have mm-hmm. to have like the discussion with your partner before you yep. get there so some things to know about my uncle yeah <laughs> like okay these are the things we can say and these are the things we can't say you know listen one of them is excuse me we're not going to see my dads we're going to see my dad that man is that other man is not my dad Okay, that We're is not my father. My dad and Armand. Okay, <laughs> my dad and his roommate. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. He doesn't even like the fact that like he has such problems. Like that's also the thing too. It's a very be careful what you wish for kind of scenario because like part of the the issue that Louis had with Lestat was that Lestat asked for too much. Right. He would just mm-hmm. take too much from him. Like he took his house. He took his life. He took his family. He took his agency. He took his his humanity. He took you know his ability to you know find peace. He took Claudia's life. Right. Like mm-hmm. like all of these things. Right. He's so mad because Lestat just takes and takes and takes. And the first thing Armand does is take. And I'm like girl yep 
you're back in them them harmful patterns, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you take a long, hard look in the mirror, babe, and figure your shit out? Because you have a type. There's a type yeah. of man that you like in your life, honey, and you mm-hmm. need to figure it out. You need to work it out. If you were on Drag Race right now, RuPaul mm-hmm. would read you up and down. Like, I don't know what you're doing with yourself, but it's not good. And yep. I think it spells disaster for everyone involved. Well, and Armand is just like, hair toss. And Louis is like, mm, I don't even care. I'm not even listening to you. I don't even hear you right now. <laughs> you know when you have that friend who only dates people that are like super huge red flags? And Absolutely. And they're like, this one's different. <laughs> That's Louis. Look at his hair. Yeah. Does that look like the hair of a deceiver? Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> it very you know, much does. He actually said I was pretty and he told me he loved me first and that's never happened before. So I think this time is going to be different. And you're like, It's going to be different. I can change him. He said that he wants to be changed and informed by my humanity. He said that unlike other people, unlike other vampires, my humanity is actually a credit to me and makes me different and special and is not at all a burden. And it's like, you're right. Your humanity isn't a burden because he can just mind control you and make you do what he wants. Well, you know, I mean, like relationships are about compromise. Okay. So if you could just like mind your business. (laughs) He actually like put his socks in the hamper. For the first oh time my this God. month. He and picked I up just, his underwear. Yeah. I just was so impressed. Like, that's how I know I got the right one. <laughs> that poor baby. He does he did not mind know. control me for like a week. So, you know, he's obviously the one for me. Oh my you know? God. He's oh nothing God. like he's nothing like Lestat, you know? He hasn't asked for my property once. I don't know. Not he one time. To be on the deed. Listen, you know? he has a job, okay? He has a job. So that number one, he has a job. He is a working man. Okay. He is a working man. So you are not going to, I will not hear a bad word about him. Okay. We are a, we're basically married. He's mature. Okay. Like he's obviously, he's got a lot of life lived. It's not a red flag that he's dating me. I don't like, I know that I'm only a hundred, but like he says, I'm just really mature for my age. Like he says, I keep him young and it's important. Okay. It's important. I'm keeping him. I am the reason that he's not dying. Okay. Like I am keeping him from death. And if I leave him, he's going to die and I can't leave him. That wouldn't be okay. Like, I don't want to kill him, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Like, I, literally know. Louis right now. Like, <laughs> and Armand is just like looking at the city like, what an idiot. Good thing he's handsome. Like, <laughs> Armand just like, if Louis wasn't hot, I'd be really mad right now. Yeah. Oh, he'd be so mad. He's like, see, this is what happened with Santiago. Wasn't hot enough for me to like look past all his crazy weird shit. <laughs> now he's just crazy and weird. This one I can handle. He's yeah. he's also crazy and weird, but in like a cute way, kind of. And I can basically just like mind control him whenever I want. So it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. He won't remember. He won't even know I was there. <laughs> like in D&D, if you cast a spell and someone like rolls over the AC, right? The DC level. Mm-hmm. Um not the AC, the DC level. Like if they roll over that, then they know you were in their head. Louis like Louis DC is like twenty seven. Like he'll never know. He'll never know you're in there, right? Yeah. You can mind control him all day long, puppet him around. He'll go fucking yeah. make six vampires and wake up the next morning and be like, "I'm hungry." Yeah, should go out there and find some food. Like, 
<laughs> such a mess. Those eyes. Like he's a messy bitch. And I mm-hmm. love it so much. So good. So good. And I love that Armand's just like keeping it real. He's like, yeah. yeah. The only reason I'm really going to be with you is because I think you're kind of hot and you're pretty unpredictable. So, you know, when that wears <laughs> off, though. I need a wild on. card in my life. Yeah. It's like, I just, I'm getting old. I just want a sense of adventure. He's like those That's guys it. that like get a sugar baby, you know? Yeah. Yes. Like, I just want something new. I just want to... I want someone who has young energy, you know? That's it. Just... That's it. And Louis is like, he has a job and he is going to take care of me. All right? He is going to take care of me. He got wine. We're going to go see the world him. together. Yep. Okay? Like, he is going to take care of me. And you don't understand. We are different. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. It's not that it's a 300-year age gap that's really pulling us together i think it's just um our souls are just so mm-hmm. similar yeah i <laughs> what is your sign oh you're 400 you're 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 older than the zodiac signs oh okay oh. um well what what is your what is your chinese birth year i believe that's very old how, how about that oh your year of the rat oh so industrious i see <laughs> he saw the fall of the roman empire i've always wanted to go to rome <laughs> we have a lot in common <laughs> Oh, darling, darling, Louie. I'm like tearing up. It's too good. <laughs> oh my god. It's like every vampire where she's 17 and he's like 30,000 years old. He saw oh Jesus god. Christ walk down the street, you know? Like, <laughs> the girl's like, oh, I've always been Christian and he met God once. So, <laughs> so much in common. <laughs> no, terrible. Oh, so good I'm, like tearing up okay so then like louis like mm, gotta leave how am i gonna mm. leave and armand's like the same way you came in and he's like okay and like, Lizette, like armand's or... just like just don't look down bro just come on mm-hmm. and he like grabs his hand and in my mind i'm like seeing this like real like anime-esque like these two beautiful men with their hair blowing in the wind and their capes behind them just like running down like really fast naruto running with arms behind like fucking mm-hmm. down this like tower like looking at each other like eh, over their shoulders and stuff having this really beautiful moment um the way it's written though is lovely mm-hmm what fucks me up, though, is the formatting. Like, I'm not usually somebody who's, like, obsessed with book formatting. Like, I know mm-hmm. that there are some formatting junkies out there that are like, damn, look at those margins, right? That's not me. I don't know anything about it. But, mm-hmm. like, this part three is huge. It's the largest part of the entire book. Yeah. And, uh, like, it is it is, it is, is very thick uh, with, like, seven Cs. Um well, that's not true. I guess the beginning is longer page-wise, but this is the most dense, I would say, part of the book. Um, there's a lot that happens in part three. And I feel like what really set me the fuck off <laughs> was how you get to the end of the scene, right? Like, there's this beautiful end of the scene. It's gorgeous, right? Like, they're they're running down... Um, running down this like you know this this tower together and everything like it's gorgeous it's very pretty and then like there's a break Mm -hmm. like it's like the 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 last the last phrase to read a little bit Mm -hmm. uh armand it says uh then armand swung his legs over and disappeared for only a moment i hesitated mocked by the pounding of my heart 
But then I climbed over the sill and commenced to hurry after him, never daring to look down. Right. Beautiful foreshadowing. Absolutely beautiful metaphor for the fact that like he's not looking down. He is not. He is unbothered. He is unconcerned about the dangers Mm -hmm. that await him. Right. He is not looking down. He is not recognizing the clear trap that he is falling into. Right. He's Mm -hmm. not thinking about the problems. He is not looking down. Right. Beautiful double entendre. Absolutely gorgeous. Right. Mm -hmm. It's in those moments that I'm like, Anne Rice, you brilliant devil. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are some moments where I'm just like, "Mm, this is good. Um, But then there's a break. And again, this is a very large section of this book Mm -hmm. that just seems to go on forever. There's like some teeny breaks, like where you have like, you know, two spaces between like one scene and another scene, but there aren't hard breaks. This shit is a hard break. It starts like a whole ass new page right next to it. There's like a big paragraph of space at the top. Like, you know that there is a hard shift coming. And that Mm -hmm. to me is terrifying. When somebody does that in a book, I'm always like, fuck, what is this now? You know what I mean? You know, something bad is about to happen because there's Mm -hmm. a whole ass break i'm just like "Mm, i don't know he gets back to the hotel and i'm just waiting like it was right after he's like go leave with me tonight we can be gone from paris right after all happens tells him don't leave me tells him hey come back to my place louis like no i gotta go back and see claudia we got a new vampire baby in the house gotta check in with you know the wife and the the kids and stuff gotta you know make things look okay dude Mm -hmm. dude dude my heart was in my throat. I turned the page, saw that break, and went, I gotta take, I, I need to walk around. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta walk around for a second. Something bad's gonna happen. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. So, <sighs> he basically decides he's gonna, like, you know, have this one last heart-to-heart moment with Claudia. It's to her, uh, the hotel. Claudia's basically waiting up for him, and she's like, so you're mm-hmm. gonna go be with Armand? And he's like, yep. Yep. And he's like, you guys should probably leave, you know, soon. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, we'll leave first thing in the morning. Everything's already packed. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're there for, like, ten minutes, pretty much. Yeah. They have a beautiful heart-to-heart. They finally, mm-hmm. like, hash out all their shit. Like, he explains what's up with him in our mind. Like, she holds mm-hmm. his hand. Like, Madeline is drowsing in the chair, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, this really beautiful, quiet moment of serenity mm-hmm. and peace. And it's like the whole book has been building to this moment where like Claudia and Louis can finally lay down their arms and like mm-hmm. just be chill and everything's great until it's not. <laughs> yep. yep. Literally. Yeah. So basically they're just sitting there having this moment. Kicked door in. All the vampires roll up. Santiago's like, hey yo, motherfuckers. Yep. Uh, yep. Wake the fuck up. Yeah. Pa pa pa. Yep. and shots fucking fired celeste is in there fuck celeste man she's my least favorite like i i I feel like she's more disingenuous than santiago um Mm -hmm. celeste is there shit talking right like madeleine is like losing her fucking mind she's screaming and shit louis is like what's the meaning of this he's like trying Mm -hmm. to figure shit out they're like grabbing them and taking them from the hotel and my head the whole time i'm like yo how much money must have must this have cost or did they just like collectively use their vampire coven powers to like put everybody in the hotel asleep because they're in a hotel they're in like a fucking actual hotel and this is like what i think like i know i know that uh armand had them leave because he was like you know sunrise is in like two hours or something right so within like that space and time like within like two hours before sunrise they're basically hauling ass with like louis and claudia and madeline all in tow to take them back to the theater Yo, like people are screaming, like he's fighting. Like, so when you see the movie, this part is very different 
mm-hmm. how all of this happens. Uh, there's a very different uh, vibe that occurs here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see a lot of changes uh, in the movie from the book, but this is one of the big ones. Uh, the way mm-hmm. that the rest of this, the whole, the rest of this, the rest of this part is completely different in the movie. None okay. of this happens in the movie. Um, some of it does, but like in a very different way, on um, different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they're fighting. Like, yeah. Louis is screaming at the top of his lungs. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets fucking Santiago in the face a couple of times. <laughs> like, somebody pulls him off of Santiago. Like, they're, you know, Claudia's, like, clawing at people's eyes. Like, people are getting wounded. Like, there's an actual fucking fight. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person who doesn't fight is Madeline because she's terrified. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. I mean, she's a baby. Yeah, she got turned um, into a vampire, like, maybe 12 hours ago. <laughs> like, five minutes ago, it's a vampire. <laughs> Has one fang. Um, yeah. Like, welcome to being a vampire. First thing you need to learn about war. Yep. Yep. And it's coming. Oh, it's here. Sorry. Yeah, it's arrived, actually. <laughs> Remember when you said you didn't mind dying? Yeah, it's looking real good uh, mm-hmm. that that might happen for you. Not a problem, actually. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they get dragged out by the hair. Um, Louis, the only one really fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get brought to the courtyard essentially and Lestat is just chilling hanging out he's sitting in a chair he looks pretty yep. rough yeah um, but, but he's, he's like, right the fuck there like shit's fine yeah he's like why'd you get Louis I told you Claudia tried to kill him and Santiago's like I don't care like I just Yo. need an excuse fucking surprising no one right yeah. Louis Louis immediately starts thinking about like the ship and I'm like yeah Remember that mysterious disease that was on board your fucking ship? Guess what? Wasn't so mysterious, was it? All of us saw that shit coming. I don't see how you didn't see it. I honestly thought it was Claudia, that Claudia was just like, I don't know, Louis, whatever. But now I'm like, obviously Lestat was on your fucking boat, you idiot. And you just got like no spider sense whatsoever. So you didn't know he was around. Like, granted, Claudia should have known he was around. So the fact that she didn't see it coming, I feel like is the only thing that like keeps me respecting any of these vampires. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with how much Santiago was poking at Louis in those previous scenes. Like, mm-hmm. no, hey, where's your accent from? Where mm-hmm. are you uh where are you out of? Where are you based? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about your tell me about the guy who made you. What's what's up with your sire? Yeah. I'm like, why are you asking these fucking questions? Now we know. Now we know why. It was to fact check and do due diligence because mm-hmm. somebody had rolled up on their fucking den and been like, Hey, I've got a vendetta against this fucking child vampire that I made. Oops, sorry. Could you please go in and murder her? Because <laughs> she tried to kill me. Obviously, I'm not dead, but attempted murder is also murder, so mm-hmm. you should murder her. Like the stats like, I look ugly now, so I need you to handle this problem because <laughs> I was promised immortality and also looking hot for the rest of my life. Now Dude. I have veins and my skin is kind of oily and I think I might be balding in the back because a uh, because a alligator ate part of my hair. So I need you to go handle that problem. Otherwise, I'm going to be angry because and I sometimes know- I was like, yeah, but are you trying to like get him back or like are you guys like still a thing like are you still seeing each other like can you repair the relationship yeah he's like he's kind of going after my boyfriend so what i need you to do like we could knock this out together yeah like i need you to take him back or like figure it out because he's harshing my vibe really bad i used to be the queen bitch around here but right now not so much so i'm gonna need you to take this shithead back to whatever fucking weird hole you crawled out of Mm -hmm. and fucking where are you from 
Oh, fake France. Yeah. So go back to fake France, New <laughs> Orleans, whatever that is. Yeah, go back I- there. <laughs> be country with him. Yeah. And then I can be back with uh, my rightful boyfriend, Armand, who's obviously sick of me, but I'm going to ingratiate myself to him by ridding him of his Louis problem he doesn't know he has because yeah. he's actually just a sad little bitch, right? And Lestat's like, he is a sad little bitch. That's what I love about him. Mm-hmm. Santiago's like, damn it. That's what Armand loves about him. <laughs> I've tried being a sad little bitch. I have failed. Santiago's like, should I be a sad little bitch? Nah, nah. He'll learn that, man. It's fine. No. He's like, I think I passed. You know the. Being able to act cute and innocent phase. Um, Yo, Louis Louis is so moved on. He doesn't even, he's like, doesn't even care that Lestat's there. Like, Lestat's in the chair yeah. and Louis's like, what are you doing to her? Like, yeah. Lestat's like, are you excited to see me? I know I'm not as handsome as I was before, but like, I, I still have like the energy. I got BDE, right? Like, you still think I'm sexy, right? Like, don't look, look away and just listen to my voice. Like, still hot, right? Like, oh, you've got a new boyfriend. Oh, he's compelled you to do really bad stuff too. Oh, um, like did you feel bad after he compelled you to do the bad stuff? Oh, you didn't. You felt you felt better uh, after he compelled you. Oh, I see. Um, Louis, like, remember when I moved the coffin out of our house? Like, I'm (laughs) over it. I'm done. You have none of my stuff anymore. You know what? Anything you do have, you can throw my shirt in the fire for all I care. You are in my rear view mirror. That's like, what do you mean? Louis like, I played you irreplaceable. All everything you own in a box on the left. <laughs> and now we're not together anymore. I don't understand. Like, I was very clear with you. Um, and yeah, I have a new long-haired boyfriend, this time with brown hair. So I, you know, I'm on. really sorry. If you want to get me back, I guess you could try to save Claudia, but even then I'll probably just still be with Armand. You could probably join us. I, I could put in a good word with you. We could be a thruple, but yeah. that's the Louis best I like, can do. You know, I'm not really into threesomes, but like, <laughs> if we save our daughter, maybe, I guess. I could try. Um, I could try. Yeah. I could try it for our daughter's life. <laughs> I'll have some nudes painted and sent to your apartment. How about that? <laughs> what are those little, like, they're not like lockets in that day and age but the mini portraits yeah like the little like daguerreotypes or whatever the little thing. I'll send you a dick pic and a mini portrait and <laughs> I know a sculptor who like does fantastic likeness so like don't worry like I will get you what you need but also could you please just save our child unless dad's like no I have no feelings for her whatsoever in my heart other than hatred and malice. Uh, that little shit tried to kill me and I will not be sad when she dies. And Louis is like, oh, unrepentant? I, we have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have nothing else to say. Oh, Show me goodness. to the room where she is. Show me. Yeah. And they're like, we're not showing you anywhere. And he's like, where's fucking Armand? And Armand's nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, remember, Armand invited you back to his palatial estate for the evening and you said no. So he's probably just in his fucking box relieving himself from your steamy date. You know, Mm -hmm. the man needs time to get over how hot and heavy things got. So, like, I'm sure that's probably what's happening. And you're over here trying to fight for your life. And, uh, you know, it's a shame. Sucks for you. It's a shame. Yeah. So Louis, like, yells to Lestat. He's like, go and find Armand. If you can do anything, just find Armand. Tell him where I'm at. And like Santiago's like, okay, you know, <laughs> lol. <laughs> All right, Santiago's yeah. We'll text him right now. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Here's Dude, Lestat's like, Lestat's like, why would I want to talk to your new boyfriend? <laughs> I, 
I just imagine the staff being like, who is Armand? <laughs> like, there's a lot of people in Paris. Like, what are you talking about? You've got this person's name in your mouth a lot, and it's really upsetting me. If you could, like, scale back on the Armand, that'd be amazing. I can't even hear what you're saying to me right now. I'm so upset. Like, <laughs> I'm so annoyed, Louis. And Louis's like, <sighs> up to your same yeah. tricks, Lestat. Up to your same fucking tricks. And Lestat's like, come home with me, Louis. Just, like, we can go back to New Orleans and everything will go back to, like, what it is. And Lestat's just, or Louis's just like, yeah. Yeah, it no. would go back to the way it was. Mm. Mm. It would. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> and then. Um, I don't really have much to say to you. I'm going to go. <laughs> and then Santiago's like, you're right. You will go. <laughs> and he like locks him in, in that coffin. fucking room. Yeah. They put him. And like the worst part is like, like it never occurred to me that vampires could like torture each other. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you're an eternal. Like, how is someone going to torture you? Like, with what? Yeah. Like, killing your old family? That that can that can only happen one time, right? Mm-hmm. They can only kill your family one time, and it can only hurt one time. So, like, I was like, what are they going to do? But they put him in a coffin that's, like, three sizes too small, right? Like, his nose is, like, an inch. There's, like, a, like an inch of air and space between, like, his nose and the top of the coffin. Like, if he turns his head left and right, like, there's a coffin on either side. So he can barely move his arms. And I think they bury arms. him alive. They do. Yeah. They, bear, they, yeah. they brick him up. They like yeah. put him in a hole in the wall and they just put like mortar over it. Like he's cause he's cause he's narrating from inside the box, like what he's smelling, what he's hearing. And they put iron on the box too, which like iron is one of the things that like magical creatures can't really like fuck with. So mm-hmm. like it's not something he can even necessarily break out of because there's iron bracers on the outside of the box, right? So it's like a diesel ass box. Like it's clearly mm-hmm. a box that is like fucking cement shoes right like it's like you're not meant to come back from this and they like throw him in this fucking hole they dig in the wall and they like brick the shit up so it looks like nobody's ever been there and they just leave they like turn the light out and they're like well gotta play in a few hours <laughs> better get a nap in right like yeah. better get a nap in before our matinee um and that's it like he's just in there for like god knows how long he thinks it's been 24 hours mm-hmm. um and then finally hears our hears like voices and he hears Armand coming to get him. And Armand breaks him out of this box. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a real hero moment where, like, his babe comes and is like, I've got you, babe. I've got you. And Louis like, him <laughs> in his arms, basically. Yep. Takes him to the street. Like, to me, if I'm in a relationship with somebody that's telling me that he wants the world for me and my family has been kidnapped and he takes me out of the place where my kidnapped family probably is. That's a huge red flag. Yep. So in the grand tradition of ignoring red flags, Louis is in the road with Armand outside the theater of vampires. Like, how do they get out of here? Armand's like, we're leaving right now. Louis's like, I can't leave. I got to go. And then says, I could sense that he would just do whatever I wanted him to do. But if I went back inside, he would go back inside. And I'm like, I don't think so. Listen, listen that's called being dick drunk. Okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's fleeting. It does not last. Okay, <laughs> it is it is a temporary reprieve. Um, and he followed you in there just in case his investment was ruined, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Like, he wanted to make sure Santiago wasn't going to rip his throat out. That's the only reason he went back in there with him. He was just mm-hmm. like, I don't want you to die. So I guess I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. But also it's not worth it. Like, he knew what he was going to fucking find before he went in there. There's a reason yeah. that he was like, let's just go. Yeah. Because he wanted Louis to think maybe his kid might be alive question no no not alive goes in there fucking shakes down so i will say that was a great scene the Mm -hmm. shakedown of santiago louis goes fucking apeshit like they take him he goes back in he sees lestat in the chair and lestat has something in his hands that he's playing with 
And Louis like, what the fuck is that? And he's like questioning Lestat. And he's like in Lestat's face. And Lestat's like crying. And he's miserable. And Louis like, what the fuck is this? Like crying. Like, you don't cry. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? What is happening to you? And then sees the thing he's playing with is fucking Claudia's yellow dress. Mm-hmm. And like as a reader, like the yellow dress is so symbolic because it's like they talk about it like early days, right? Like it's a dress mm-hmm. she's had for some time. Like yellow is absolutely a color that is associated with Claudia, mm-hmm. which is a color that's very much like it's like adjacent to innocence like it's a friendship yeah. color right it's very um it's a very like um it's very hopeful. anti-vampire too yeah it's very hopeful mm-hmm. and the fact that like this cold dead remnant of a vampire right this ghost of a vampire is holding on to this yellow dress it's like that's the end of hope right like this monster is is holding this like this piece of claudia and mm-hmm. louis is just like oh fuck no and runs yeah. to this like almost like an I don't they don't they like do kind of like a weird job like explaining what this room looks like. So my my reference is the movie like what what the room looks like in the movie. But like mm-hmm. they they go to a room where Louis walks in and I can't remember what he likened it to. Do you remember? Like he said, oh, there was this one time that I saw I saw this shape before. Like I've seen the, the, this this figure yeah, before. It, it was. I could barely remember what he was like describing because I was so stressed out. Yeah, same. <laughs> to be honest, like it's I know very it's, stressful. <laughs> like it was a very weird. Like it was like a dressing room kind of too. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he goes in there and he like sees. Oh, it was the kitchen at the Rue, mm. um, the the house, the second house that they had oh, that yeah. was on the mother street and the where they the lived. Oven. Yeah, the mother and yeah, daughter yeah. in the that in the oven that Claudia uh, ruined. So he goes in and he's like, why am I seeing this vision again? And for a minute, he thinks he ha- he's having like deja vu. He's like, this is weird until he realizes. Because I guess when in, in this universe, when vampires burn, their clothing doesn't burn and their hair doesn't burn, just their mm-hmm. flesh. So he goes inside and Madeline is there and she's a corpse. Like she looks like a mummy or something like that. She's a corpse mm-hmm. and she looks you know worse for wear, but her clothes and everything are still intact. Her hair is still intact. He can tell that it's her. But Claudia is just a pile of ashes because she was an eternal. She had been a vampire so long that she just burst into flames and like there was nothing left of her except for her, a couple of locks of her hair and the mm-hmm. dress she was wearing, the chemise that she was wearing under the yellow dress. And like Louis takes one look at that shit, fucking goes over, touches them. They both crumble into nothing and he just loses his fucking mm-hmm. mind. And it's the most I've ever liked Louis in this whole book where he just fucking like... <laughs> doesn't even know who he's punching just turns around and starts fucking going mm-hmm. batshit right mm-hmm. it's like the most vampire he's ever been fucking almost rips santiago's fucking head off of his body right like goes mm-hmm. crazy armand yep. pulls him out of there and finally talks him down enough to leave well and then the entire time starts like come back with me louis well louis just like swinging oh my god like <laughs> read the fucking room list at literally, literally read the room literally. like look around Your dude just died <laughs> He's like, that's not my kid. Yeah. I, I I barely know her. Like what? He's like that absentee parent that shows up yeah. for like only court dates, you know? God, he's such a shithead, man. He's terrible. Yeah. And like Louis is just like, I will fight you too if you come over here. Don't mm-hmm. fucking Lestat's like calling from the fucking from like the hallway. Yeah. Louis, Louis, please remember we yeah. were in love. And Louis's like, I can't even hear you, dude. John Cena. Can't see yeah. you can't see me. I can't see you. Get away from me. Fuck off. I want nothing to do with you. Armand's just like, don't listen to that old bitch. He's not yours anymore. You're mine. Let's go. <laughs> like, Louis allows him to whisk him out, right? Like, mm-hmm. he wipes his tears away. Like, the the hard turn 
that he does post Claudia. Like I know it's supposed to be symbolism because her hold on him is literally gone now. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not metaphorically gone like it was before, but like just the way that he just looks at Armand, like Armand has this, has this bomb, you know, there's a Mm -hmm. bomb that he, that he, that he is for Louis. Um, he sue he sues them you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they hold hands they spend time together they talk about going and seeing the pyramids you know going across the world um he's like you know i just want to do the things that i was going to do with claudia like i'm going to miss her forever like armand is super understanding like mm-hmm. he's like you know you'll, you'll be he's like i it's too early to say you'll be better off like they have this whole like conversation that's like not the best conversation but like yeah. it's good enough for louis in that moment and um I just have lingering feelings about Armand, to be real with you. Yeah. I have lingering feelings. Like, he's this dude that tends to come out of the darkness. Like, he comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, so what? Like, you were there when Louis, like, found Claudia and Madeleine. But, like, where were you when he was being accosted by fucking Lestat Mm -hmm. and Santiago the night before? Like, where were you when he got bricked up? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, what were you doing? Like, Like, where were you? Like, Louis seems pretty, like, positive that Armand had extenuating circumstances, right? They're extenuating issues. He was asleep, mm-hmm. whatever. And, like, that could be true, for sure. Could be. But, like, the fact that, like, Armand doesn't even really seem remorseful, it's more that he's just supporting his partner, right? He's not, yeah. like, crying with Louis. He's not mourning mm-hmm. Claudia and Madeleine with Louis. He's just like, I feel so bad that you feel bad. And to me, I, I'm just like... Uh-huh. I also I feel like, like the next scene, too, <laughs> also makes me raise some fingers at Armand. Mm-hmm. So, like, the next scene we get... Armand, uh, Louis, like Armand, don't be moved out of there by tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Be gone. Get mm-hmm. out of there. Not gonna tell you why. Just leave. So Louis mm-hmm. goes in. He hires a carriage as his getaway vehicle. Goes mm-hmm. in, lights the entire place up in flames. Like an hour before sunrise. Like sunrise yep. is starting to like peak over. Like the yep. sky's lighting up a little bit. And he also brings a sword. Cuts off Santiago's head. Mm-hmm. Whole place for you, babe. Yeah, <laughs> and like Louis, like, yeah, it's weird. There's no guards here. Turns out yeah. Armand got rid of all the guards because he figured yep. Louis gonna do this. Yeah. Um, and then I thought yeah. Armand did all of that though. I thought Armand was the one who like who got rid of the guards and got and like and like went in. And like chopped off Santiago's head mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It was Louis. Man. Yeah. And then, because uh, Louis comments while he's in there, he's like, weird that the, all the guards are gone mm-hmm. and does all this, like lights everything on fire. And then mm-hmm. he gets in the carriage as his getaway vehicle. Armand's like, Ayo, baby, what's up? I saw mm-hmm. that. Good job. Let's go. Yep. Run off to the sunset. Time to start our life together. And I'm like, Mur- murdered the 13 year old too, off, off the kid as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Arm- Armand did that though. Armand killed the kid like the second that he was like, "I'm serious about Louis." Like Louis's mm-hmm. like, "Where's that boy?" And Armand's like, "Oh no, no yeah, no, he's gone." <laughs> Louis's like, yeah. "Oh damn." <laughs> yeah. So like at this point, we know Armand is totally fine. Like when he gets bored of people just killing them, and Louis's yep. like, "I don't see a single red flag." It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. He's never gonna get sick of me because I'm obviously different. Yeah, obviously I'm so different. Like I don't. <laughs> 
Girl, you oh. in danger? <laughs> and then Lily's like, I want to go to Egypt and let's learn how to rob graves. And our mom's mm-hmm. like, yeah, dude, let's do it. I'm like, what? why not? <laughs> why? Why are we doing that? Why are we going to Egypt? Why are we robbing graves? It's funny because I actually feel like that is foreshadowing specifically for um, for Anne Rice. Because we talked about Akasha um, mm-hmm. a little bit. And Akasha and Ankel are the first two vampires and they come from Egypt. They're black uh-huh. vampires. And um, like, I think that, like, I, I mean, obviously I don't know this, but I feel like him going to Egypt, like, I would love to know what he finds there. I feel like there might be a segment where Louis comes back maybe in in vampire Lestat, I can't remember, but like mm-hmm. I just wonder what Louis finds there, and if he if he knows about Akasha, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if he if he can wrap his head around that, because like we know if you've read like beyond this book that there's more lore that's mm-hmm. like takes place in Egypt and all that stuff. So like I just wonder like what they found together. And in my head, I'm just like Armand is so disingenuous. Like Louis thinks that because Armand is interested in giving him information when he asks about it, mm-hmm. that that means that he's open. But I'm yeah. like, he still is controlling the information, right? Very much like what what we deal with now, right? There are certain countries, there are certain people, right, who want to limit what you can and cannot say, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in social media. So, like, if somebody is controlling the flow of knowledge and there's only so much information that you can get, you're going to think you've got all the information, but you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that happens all the time. I mean, the Bible, right? There's a whole 35-year period where we don't know anything that Jesus is up to, right? We don't know what he's doing. We don't know who he's friends with. We don't know where he's been, right? Like, it's it's been it's been discovered that those texts do exist, but somebody left them out, mm-hmm. right? Somebody made a decision to, to take that knowledge away from people and keep that secret. So it's like, Louis is not seeing any of that, right? He's not seeing that, like, this person is controlling the information that you get, just like Lestat. The only difference is that Lestat didn't give you any, and this guy is giving you specific pieces that he's okay with you knowing, mm-hmm. right? Which to me, I'm like, which is worse, right? Yeah. Like, just saying, oh, I don't have it, and no. Or is it worse to be like, yeah, I'll give you one-eighth of the story mm-hmm. and pretend I don't know anything else, right? Like, yeah, that for, for some reason, that feels me. more poisonous. Yeah, yeah, that feels more poisonous. Yikes. It's like the difference between like excluding information and outwardly lying. You know, yeah. I'd rather not be lied to. I'd rather agree. just say you don't feel like telling me. Yep. Yep. Agree. Like that way agree. I can go make my own decision. Should I go find it somewhere else? You know, but like assuming that, okay, that's all there is to the story. That's mm-hmm. all I need to know. That's, that's worse. I agree. Yep. But that is interview with the vampire that's part three part three so next week we will be finishing up with part four mm-hmm. and it's gonna be very good i'm excited i forgot this is not the ending like when i finished it out i was like that's a yeah. nice round out bow tie ending yeah we have a whole nother part yeah i like i peaked and part four starts with and then it was over <laughs> part four is like a hundred pages right but yeah. it starts with so that was it. That's where we end our tale. Well, boy, it's been a nice conversation. And the boy's like, um, lots of plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where you get the rest of the story is like, Louis's like, and there's because the, he puts a little bow on it. He's like, and that is that. And the boy's like, mm-hmm. no. And Louis's like, yeah, you're right. There's so much more to read. Yeah. Sorry about that, buddy. Oh, yeah, right, my, right. My, I didn't stop living in the 1800s. Okay. Oops. Yeah, I guess more. You're right. Happen. 
I do need to update you. You're right. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. It's been like 70 years. I should probably tell you what happened. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, one of the things that I kind of t- have taken away from reading it this time is just like, one of the things that I love about oral histories is a, the personal, the personality behind it, right? And oral history mm-hmm. means that you are hearing from one person's perspective, right? This is what happened to them. This is how their life has gone. This is how they viewed this event mm-hmm. that everybody, yes, agrees happened, but this is their perspective, right? Like, for example, you know, you've got like slave narratives, you've got Holocaust narratives, right? Like Eli Wiesel not telling the same story as Anne Frank, Frederick Douglass not telling the same story as the writings of Sojourner Truth or Harriet Tubman, right? Like you've got all these differing differing experiences and perspectives, right? Which is awesome because through all of those, you can kind of form and ladder up to what was really happening at that time, right? In an unbiased view, because you have multiple people that you can kind of compare and contrast. Oh, this, this one anti-abolitionist uh, who met Frederick Douglass says that slavery wasn't that bad, but you've got six different records of people talking about the atrocities. Okay, so we know we can discount what this guy is saying because these six people, I doubt, are being you know extreme in their assessment of how things went. Right? You can you can definitely make a clear snapshot of of his, a more historically accurate snapshot of what life was like at any given time in the mm-hmm. world. Right. And part of what I like about this book is that you're getting all of this information from Louis, right? So you know that to a certain extent, some of this is biased, right? Much of this is biased mm-hmm. because it's one person's recounting of what happens. But the way I feel like Anne Rice kind of fills us in is with the boy because the boy mm-hmm. will ask questions. The boy is like, oh, well, this is what I'm hearing from you. And he'll kind of challenge Louis in certain places. So I'm really excited to read how this kind of wraps up because I feel like if I were the boy, I'd be like, can you make me a vampire, please? Right. Mm-hmm. One ticket to vampirehood. Yes. Party please. of one. I'm not five. You can take me. Right. Like. And I feel like he's not going to like that. Like, that's the wrong, like, that's going to be the wrong fucking thing to say to this man. But I feel like this boy is stupid and he's absolutely going to ask um, because who wouldn't, right? Like, yeah. you're going to ask, like, all if if only for all of the things that Louis has seen, mm-hmm. right? Like, Louis is coming at it like heartbreak, sadness, pain, a mm-hmm. little bit of love, but mostly terrible. And this boy is hearing, so I traveled all over the world. Uh-huh. I met a bunch of cool people. Uh, I was in a cult for a while. That was pretty wild. I led the cult, fell in love, traveled the world again, mm-hmm. um, really got to know myself, had some time to reflect, made went to money. Ibiza, right? Like made some money, lost some money, played the stock markets, raced horses, right? This boy is like, wow. And Louis is like, no, it was all terrible. Yeah. The boy is it was like, the worst time of my Ibiza life. for a summer? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it was great. But also a lot of people died. And the kid's like, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, Let's the just kids go. like so he spent six months on a cruise ship. That sounds cool. <laughs> Ate all the rats, all the rats I could eat. It was great. Yeah, uh, free drinks. <laughs> free drinks. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I cannot wait until we read part four because, like, I again, like, I know exactly what happened in the movie because that movie lives rent free in my mind um, mm-hmm. and will for the end of time. Uh, until the end of time but i don't remember in the book what exactly happens so i'm really thrilled to just finish this out so that we can talk because i do remember that it's heinous that's all i know all i know is that something happens that is absolutely heinous that you're just like (laughs) i can't right yeah so like i'm i'm dying to get to it because it's like you know when you when you can remember something but it's like you only remember like a sliver of it and like the rest Mm -hmm. of it's like back in your brain somewhere that's what it is it's like it's like standing in front of a shelf of books and you're like, one of these books is important. I just know it. I'm going to pull it and a whole door is going to open. And you're like mm-hmm. pulling each book like, yeah, 
I feel like I'm getting close. That's where I am. <laughs> That's where I am. Knock my the head. shelf off. You're like, all right. <laughs> Who has a sledgehammer? Yeah. <laughs> the sledgehammer is Cliff's notes. I'm just going to speed through it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but that is all we have for this week. So, Candace, where can the people of the internet find you and your stuff? You can find me at that Candace girl, C-A-N-D-A-C-E on Twitter, at Candace the Magnificent on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, I will hopefully have new ice cream videos uh, for you all to watch <laughs> sometime soon. Um, I will also hopefully have a streaming schedule soon where you can watch me play Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I am... Um, over on 12-Sided Stories podcast for Bookhound Bounty Hunters. So just shout out to them. Um, I do a lot of work with TTRPGs. Uh, so if you are somebody who really likes good storytelling, you like good improv, um, definitely check me out. You can find me over at Crossroads Games on YouTube. Uh, you can also find me every Tuesday on 12-Sided Stories on Twitch. And then also shout out to Valor Studios, who will also have some content coming out soon. Um, so yeah, just uh, take a look and um, see if anything that I do strikes your fancy. Yeah, and definitely check Candace out. Um, all the TTRPGs that you're a part of are all amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and we will see you guys right here next week with more Interview with a Vampire. Maybe the boy gets eaten. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. He probably will, let's be honest. <laughs> Louis had a long time to get used to like being a monster. Like I, That would be so triumphant. I've never wished death on someone like this mm -hmm. before, other than maybe Kevin and Kindred for a while. Yeah. Um, but like this boy, I'm just like, Honestly, you've been asking real stupid questions this entire time. So I'm going to need, and I'm, I'm sure that's not going to stop in part four. So I'm going to need Louis to finally claim his vampireness and eat you because he's been with Armand this whole time. And I'm hoping that he's learned something like how to be a vampire properly. Um, but I don't think he's a proper vampire. I don't know that this boy is going to die. Um, but I think it would be a real moment for him if, mm -hmm. a real moment for Louis if he did. Uh, and it'd be cool. We'll, see. we'll my, see. My hopes are not high. My hopes are not high. <laughs> But we will catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.